everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Mission Star Podcast. My camera's over here now. Um, so, uh, thank you for coming by, guys. This is our weekly news podcast, as we talked about in the pregame show. We talk about in the past week in games. We talk about, you know, what's been happening, and we give our thoughts. As always, uh, my co-host, um, the, man, the man with the plan, uh, his name is not other than Greg Dietz. <laughs> and there he goes. <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, also, I forgot to mention because we we're talking about earlier, but I bought one thing of my of my poor ass. I bought a squiggly. Uh, what do you call it? I guess and, uh, it's uh, not a pendant, but like uh, a keychain. So mm. it's pretty cool. Actually, the cool thing about this is that. Um, uh, it's it like a big ass earring, Anthony. <laughs> it, well, it could be. Um, it actually, so it was twelve bucks, but it came with its own print uh, of this of the same uh, design. So I had the print actually hanging up on my wall. It's actually really cool. It's like, oh, that's awesome for twelve bucks. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, we're here. Also, if you all, if you're here, um, we have a after show. So anything we don't cover, or anything else we want to talk about, kind of like a like. Uh, like a lazy man, like, uh, you know, just kind of throwing out, out in the wind as far as like any topics or just if you guys want to ask us any questions or whatnot. It's what? basically for a reward for people who show up to the live show. <laughs> as I, as I die on, as I die on camera. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, yeah, it, it's definitely for people who want to just want to chill and get to know us a bit more, you know, just kind of chat to us, talk to us. But before we get to that, we need to get to the main spiel. Give me one second, actually, here. Let me... Uh, let me clear my throat. Yeah, well, that, let me do that, too, as well. <laughs> um, but now I'm going to do the animation. Okay. All right, let's see. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, that was cool looking. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah, the animation is, is pretty awesome to see. Um, and then I got it in the wrong box. Okay, so... Boom, boom, boom. There we go, we're good. And timer starts now. Alright, so the first thing I want to talk about tonight is the Mega Manathon that raised over $7,000. There we go. I have that in the background. Um, oh, that's the uh, ad. Yeah. Neat. So, uh, I didn't see that ad enough while I was there or while I was watching. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Um, it, it's not the ad that, like, it's not the visuals that's so much, like, ingrained into my brain. It's it's Mega Rand's custom song that he made for, for Mega Math on 6. Right, yeah. Which, but it, it's, which, it's, by the way, it's, it's good. It's really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's awesome. Um, uh, do you want me to kind of run down numbers, Anthony? Real yeah, quick? yeah. Go for it. Go for it. So they raised exactly $7,072 for Child's Play. Nice. Um, uh, Valera was there. Not that he needs to be announced for that. Um, <laughs> uh, a total of 35 Mega Man games beaten. Not just played, but beaten nice. during the event. Nice. Which I think is a record at this point. Um, we had over 3 million unique viewers on Twitch. Nice. That's... Congrats on that, man. That's huge. Um, but one of the bigger things, one of the more interesting things that came out of this Mega Manathon, and I think Valer was there for that because he sent me a couple pictures, but mm -hmm. actually I had a bunch of people send me pictures realistically. Um, 
they had an idea. What if we try to beat the world record for most wizards in one location? So describe to me what is a what do you mean by most wizards? A wizard is somebody who's dressed as a wizard. That's all. Oh, it is. That's oh, all okay. that means. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah. Okay. Basically, a bunch of cosplayers dressed as wizards. Gotcha. Um, and they thought, oh, this is a silly idea. We'll get like twenty, twenty-five. Like we're not going to beat the record, which was at two hundred and twenty-five. Would you like to know how many wizards they had in that fucking hall? Uh, I don't know. Uh, three hundred. Over six hundred. What? <laughs> what? And that's it, like that, and that's just wizards. Like there were a ton of people who weren't dressed up also there. Was like I think I think was, uh, was, there, was, was there a theme for this year's Mag uh, Magfest to be to be wizards? No, or was it just no? This was just an idea that they had. They wanted to try to do for fun. Wow. Okay. That's that's yeah, crazy. Yeah, this was just a side thing. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Valera, please get the uh, the official Guinness World Record description because it's. I think their official one is like 500 and something. That's crazy. But I know I know that like they had counted more tickets or they saw more. I don't know. But anyway, literally like 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 Belthazar, who's part of Half Empty, who did the sound and stuff. Um, Brittany Saturn. They they were basically like there were people from the stage all the way back. Like I'm, when I say all the way back, I'm talking about like to the door. Like That's... Brian had to get up on stage and be like, this path right here needs to stay clear because fire hazard reasons. That's insane. Um, that is it was insane. like, yeah. Like, when I was there last year, that location had a lot of people during the musical events. But right. that was maybe like 150 people. Having close to 800 people in that in that hallway. And that, when I say 800, I'm talking about like, that's, that's my guesstimate. Just on the idea that if there was over 600 wizards and then a bunch of other people, it had to have been like close to 800 people. Um, I can't imagine how just like, holy shit crazy that was that's, so that's uh, insane. that is insane um so my next question is what defines a wizard like what particular criteria would you have to be wearing to be labeled as a wizard um i think the criteria from what i had heard about it by the way uh valer put a thing in the chat uh yeah I mean, that says uh yeah, it says the most people dressed as wizards in 2000 or is 252 achieved by Maxi Potential in the UK in Alderney Edge UK on on the 19th of 2016. The event was part of Wizard Walk, an event to raise money for Max Bailey. It aimed to raise awareness for his condition, scoliosis. Wow! And you guys blew that out of the water by like what 400? We tripled it, yeah. at least tripled it. Yeah, <laughs> that's um, insane. <laughs> um, but. Uh, yeah, they had two people, two official people from Guinness there and whatnot. It was that's super cool. Absolutely, it was that's awesome. super yeah. cool. Wow. Uh, but you know the other thing, the other reason, and I think this is genius. Like, like Brian would say to me, like, the the great thing about Mega Manathon versus other marathons, like let's say the Zeldathon or or right, uh, right, you know right. like like stuff like that. Those are like personal, and they're in a living room. Uh, Mega Manathon and AGGQ, for that matter, are at a convention or a festival, if you will. Yeah, that that's so, what helped that out. Yeah. So they're like for Mega Manathon specifically, there's the there, there's the need to not only draw an audience on Twitch, but also get people there live. I can't tell you, I couldn't, I couldn't guess how much of the donations were from, um, were from that group. Yeah. Like from that giant group of wizards. I can't like, it had to have been quite a bit. I, I would imagine um, so. I would imagine so. If you're there at the event and you got people passing by and 
you know, for charity. Like, I'm more than likely that they were um, putting in money when they can. Because, like, freaking, they made, what, they raised, again, what was the number again? Like, seven point, uh, what was the total number? For, for the whole event? The, uh, the, the amount, the money raised, it was, it was 7072 Yeah, that's, it's good. It's really good. It's a really good, it's a really good, uh, donation number. Um, yeah, no, it's, I, I popped in every once in a while, just kind of checking out to see what's going on, because I was watching other things as well. Um, and, uh, like, the, I always enjoy a lot watching the music uh, at, uh, at the event. It's, just, it's always really cool, really chill. Yeah, uh, you know, I... I, I tried to be as much of a moderator as I could during, uh, I'll tell you this much, like I had a bit of a problem where I forgot how bad Twitch chat can get. <laughs> and uh, at the beginning, at the beginning of um, the first group, which was the Nerdy People of Color Collective, right, right. Um, I was getting very irritated, like very angry at the chat. And I was typing in things that were like intentionally like um, argumentative or like kind of like getting like it was just i was very it was very confrontational and so cody messages me privately and he's just like calm down like be positive like don't instigate them and i was just like yeah you're right you're right i need to chill so my job was was i just kept typing in the links for the artist if anyone was interested mm. uh to go to their their band camp or their website or whatever and i also right, kept right. putting in the don like the donation link mm -hmm. um and uh and like I would always type in like encouraging things like oh this artist is awesome like things like that that was my goal, um, and and you know Cody messaged me he's like that's perfect dude like keep doing that. My problem was is the chat was moving very quickly and Jason and Remelay had that under control of banning and and timing people out to the extent that if like if I tried I'd mess it up and click the wrong name. It was funny. So, it was funny you mentioned it because I saw somebody today who got banned accidentally from the AGDQ uh, chat today. The same situation where they typed in something really nice, but they got banned for it. <laughs> but overall, I mean, overall, dude, like, thank you to Half Empty Entertainment for hosting it and and Magfest for for letting uh, you know Heat do it there. And we made we raised a lot of money for a charity that I fully believe in. And um, I wish I was there again, but I couldn't make it. And uh, I'm just very happy to see that how well it turned out so yeah definitely shout out to have, have empty again not only for the host uh for tonight uh, from the event but like they've uh they've done some awesome work um for charity and um they're an awesome crew so definitely if you guys haven't ready check them out give them a follow you know tell them like we said hi uh i don't think we can rip oh I, real quick i just saw uh josh say in the chat i forgot josh was in the chat uh for both the for all three of the musical events oh nice Awesome, yeah. awesome. Good, good. So Josh also had to deal with with the the just absolutely like the too much during part of the show. <laughs> <laughs> On both sides, not only in real life but also in the virtual world at the same time. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. Speaking of charity events, uh, oops, wrong thing. Here we go. So the. Uh, Awesome Games Done Quick has just began. Uh, it actually began this morning, at least in, in the in the West Coast, 9 a.m. They start off with uh, Crash Bandicoot 3 um, on the uh, remastered version. And uh, yeah, they, they, it started. Um, so it's always a awesome event to watch every year. This and the summer version. Um, 
And uh, again, it's definitely like more than likely you'll see this channel host uh, host them. So once this is done, you guys can watch it from here or go to directly to their stream and uh, check out speedruns of all kinds, of all types of games that are modern, that are old, classic um, games that you would never thought you'd be able to speedrun, but somebody did. Um, uh, we, uh, just a minute ago, I just got done watching the uh, Master Blaster uh, Zero game, uh, and I, one of the donation incentives was that uh, you know you get to pick one of the DLC characters that the guy was going to speedrun through. And lucky enough, it was Shantae, which I'm a huge fan of the Shantae series, so it was really cool to see that. And uh, they're going to be going on for the entire week, so if you're bored at any moment, you can just pop up, pop up uh, the stream and see what game is being sped run at that moment. Um, <coughs> so, uh, Greg, what, any particular uh, game that uh, you're excited for for this year's uh, AGQ? Uh, no, not in particular. I mean, I, I've seen a lot of the speedruns for the games that I, I would like to see speedrunned. Um, what I what I find more interesting are the races, personally. Oh, yeah, the races are always fun to watch, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't even care what game they're racing. Like, watching racers is, like, or watching a number of, of, of speedrunners play a game and, and then try to, like, beat each other. Like, God, that's so much fun. Like... Like I watched, uh, I watched the uh, the Donkey Kong Country yeah, uh, race earlier, fun, and that was watch, yeah. yes. Um. Uh. Yeah. I mean, like, like again. I mean, the, the, I also like the stuff that's also really interesting to watch being sped run are RPGs. Holy crap, those are interesting to watch because yeah, there's those a lot are of all science that goes into those. Oh my goodness! Like, like side scrollers and and action games are easy to see speed speed run because. Those are just like precision things and and getting things timed just right, but when it comes to uh, uh, RPGs, especially if the person's playing uh, an RPG that's in uh, um, Japanese, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Like oh, the text is faster, so it you know, shaves off a second or whatever. Like knowing where everything is, where almost it's almost muscle memory at a point. That stuff is fun. As fascinating for me to watch yes definitely definitely there are definitely some awesome interesting uh games that you would never thought would be speedrun uh and in some games that like came out in the past year that you're wondering how they're going to speedrun obviously sonic mania is, is on the list and like that's going to be one of the you know big things for me to watch is sonic mania but like oh, not... on that note on that note it's always interesting to watch people speedrun sonic games because those games are almost built to be speedrun yeah <laughs> yeah yeah definitely um, when it's, it's speed it just, ran, speed run, the prop, the proper word or proper, uh, way to say it, <laughs> speed read. <Yeah. laughs> um, there's, uh, you know, I'm going to the list for like what games are coming up. Like, um, there's going to be like a full speed run of Left 4 Dead 2, which that's pretty cool. I've, I've never seen it happen. Um, Resident Evil 7. I cannot wait for that. Like, cause man. I'm, I do wonder how they're going to speedrun that. Um, just because there are very slow moments, and they must have found some ways to skip some cutscenes and whatnot. Um, yeah, yeah. For sure. Uh, Resident Evil 3 is also another one. Oh, it's a whole part of the horror block. Uh, Turok 2 Seeds of Evil. Um, the game is old as hell, but it's also uh, like very interesting speedrun as well. Battletoads. I think, a, I think a fun gag would be for them to... Uh um speed run uh far cry 4 yeah far cry 4 oh but but they just do the like they just don't touch the controller the entire time 
Like literally, like I don't know if you know this, but if you start the game and then don't touch anything, um, you can beat the, you. You'll get an ending for the game. Yeah, definitely. There's definitely some games I'm really excited for to, to watch. Um, and you know, going through here and it's like, you know, looking like, oh, hey, they're gonna do a speed run of Star Fox Two. Okay, that's awesome. Uh, they're gonna do one on you know, on uh, Spelunky. Hyper Life Drifter. Like, there's definitely some awesome games that you would never think will be sped run, but it's going to be sped run at AGDQ. And it's always an awesome time for me to watch uh, every year. Um, regardless of the horrible uh, uh, overlay they have for the non non camera, uh, non. I don't think it's. I don't think it's as bad <laughs> as you think it is. I think like, and I'll say this piece just because I I want to. Um, <laughs> but like. I, I I really like the last last year's layout, the pixelated uh, overlay for um, for HDQ or for just in general. I think that overlay is great. I think it, the way that its well, theme I'll, is. I'll, I'll tell you right now what I liked about other like HDQ and SGDQ uh, layouts is that they were bright and sunny and shiny and happy. This one seems like it's dark and cyberpunky, and I'm like, why? I know. <laughs> like, it's like it's it, also it, boring. Like I said, it's boring. Like having that. Ha- Cam is absolutely like one of the coolest things is like oh like oh, it's a live event this is rad yeah but like not having it and just having like a blurry visual in the background of that crowd it's like eh, this is kind of boring like that's what i don't like about it it's boring i, I you're like ah it's the worst <laughs> like no it's, <laughs> it's just look, boring look the inner artist in me is just a such a perfectionist that like when i see something like that like i do not agree I do not agree to have <coughs> that um that overlay or that design. I would have designed much better. Actually, no. I, if I were, if I were, if they were listening, if they were listening, and I don't, I don't think they will because they're doing their event. But like, if they somehow this got into their inner tubes in some way, like I honestly would prefer their last overlay for like to use for a long time. Like I am a big fan of the pixelated. It goes with their theme. Um, it's, it's very well designed in the way that the information isn't hitting you over the face of it, um, when you see it. So, outside of that, though, like, I'm, I'm honestly, um, you know, minor gripe, but I really am excited for, for this event, and I cannot wait to see what other games are gonna speedrun. Um, it's gonna be my entertainment for the next week, for sure, so. And for those who are listening or who are watching, again, please go to their stream afterwards and donate uh, it's going to a good, good cause as much as the Mega Marathon Ma- was uh, as well. Um, <coughs> they are also doing the same thing and raising money for kids. So, I mean, no, fighting cancer. Sorry, fighting, fighting cancer. Fighting cancer. Yeah, that fight, yeah, it all yeah. goes to uh, Prevent Cancer Foundation. Which, uh, what I, from what I read, if I'm if I'm incorrect, please correct me. Before I read, what they do is they don't actually do any of the uh, cancer research themselves. They just give money to Cancer Research Foundation. Okay, gotcha. Okay, sounds good. But it's all for good cause, and it's going to be, again, entertainment for me for the next week. So I'm, I'm happy. I'll have something to watch whenever I'm bored. <laughs> so, all right. Yeah. <clears throat> so moving on into our next topic. Uh, and let me get that set up real quick. And we're talking about... Platinum Games. This is from um, SiliconEra.com, uh, written by Sato. Platinum Games looking to create its own IP and game interest in self-publishing own title. Platinum Games is known for stylish, fast-paced action that we've been uh, we've seen throughout the years in titles such as Metal Gear Rising, Revengeance, Near Autonomous, Bayonetta, and more. 
While they are more most known for work on licensed titles, Platinum Games had a development and producer, uh, Atusha uh, Anu uh, Anubo. I'm butchering that name. Sorry. Uh, recently talked about the company's current focus, which involves creating its own IP and self-publishing. In an interview with uh, Game Informer, uh, and I'll probably be the first paragraph. I guess that's the one thing that's I caught my interest. Had to look up afterwards, but uh, so the question was: So what has uh, Platinum been focusing on lately. Uh, anybody, I responded, head of, head of development producer, one of the things Platinum is focused on is we're looking into creating our own IP, creating our, our own game. Up until now, obviously, we've worked on original IPs for a wide variety of publishers. We've also worked on other Hollywood IPs for other publishers as well, but we're becoming uh, more and more interested in the idea of self-publishing and doing our own title. Which I had to go back and check because I was thinking like wasn't um wasn't Bayonetta like their own title like wasn't that their thing but then I looked up and apparently Bayonetta is owned by Sega and Nintendo like that's not that's not their IP I for a long time I thought that but that was their own IP but it, it isn't which is crazy to think about so they've gone this well, long I was, I was gonna say Bayonetta was <laughs> Bayonetta was originally just Sega. Uh, because yeah. um, you can get the original Bayonetta on other platforms besides Nintendo. Like it's exclusive yeah. to Nintendo now, but but yeah. um, it's insane. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it makes sense because if you look at all the Platinum games or all the games they develop, they are not they're, they're not their own IPs. Yeah, for the most part, they've been developing games for a lot of other companies for as long as they've existed, apparently. Um, and one of the things that also has had with Platinum Games is that they've grown much bigger than what they started from. Um, they got, and it always, then the question always become like, well, which version are we getting? Are we getting the, the good version that Platinum Games is put into? Or is it going to be like the bad version or the okay version? Like, <coughs> it's insane. It's insane the fact that none of these, none of these games I thought that they had owned um, over the years is actually not them. Um, so, you know, good, hey, you know what? I cannot wait for a full-fledged uh, Platinum Games uh, game, like a thing they own and they can self-publish. Um, because if one thing's for sure, the combat is going to be great. Like, the, the, the combat they've done in their games have always been, like, really cool to see and really fun to play. So yeah. I cannot yeah. wait um, to see that. Yeah, like, uh, uh, you know, like, <laughs> whoa, dropping my phone. Um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you look at like the other IP or the other games that that Platinum has made, um, which I'm going to look up right now, um, I got them right now actually. So, uh, other games, oh, other games, <laughs> other games they they made were uh, Mad World, um, Infinite Space, Vanquish, Anarchy, Anarchy, uh, Anarchy Reigns, Metal Gear Rising: Revengeance, The Wonderful 101, Bayonetta 2, Legend of Korra, Transformers: Devastation, Eight uh, Bit Bayonetta, Star Fox Zero. Star Fox Guard, Teenage Mutant Turtles, Mutants in Ma uh, Manhattan, Near Antonima, Grand Blue Fantasy Project RE Link, uh, Lost Order, and Bayonetta 3, and Skillbound, which is canceled. What if what if they made... <laughs> what if they... Sorry, and, and, or Valerian made a good, good one. <laughs> um, what if... Uh, like Platinum Games just makes a new IP that's unlike anything they've ever worked on. Like completely just go RPG. Like, yeah, 
Yeah, they just do make they just make a turn based or like a like a tactical RPG. <laughs> they could if they wanted to. It'd be it'd be it'd be going against what they're usually what they're used to. Like they're really good at action games. Like they, whatever what well for the most part. I mean, like I, I can look at Star Fox Zero. And I'm like, ah, well, that wasn't. Well, and and Josh does bring a good point in chat. Like that is absolutely an issue with with platinum. Well, yeah, with platinum games. Oh, he's too repetitive. Way, way too repetitive, way too quick. Like, he's not wrong. Like, yeah, you know, I think yeah. about, like, Legend of Korra, and I think about Bayonetta, and I think about Transformers Devastation, and uh, the, the Ninja Turtle game you mentioned. All of them are fun, but they get, like, it's it's just go to an area, mash X until everyone's dead, go to another area, mash X until everyone's dead. Like, oh, press Y occasionally do a heavy attack. Uh. Like, yeah. there's just no, there's not enough variety or, like, um... <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I just always feel that way about, about Platinum games. That being said, I feel like if they could get out of all these things that are not theirs, they could probably make something that's less repetitive. They got the talent, too. Like It's not like they they don't particularly know how to, how to produce a great game. They can. Um and it, again, it, it falls back to like, well, which version of Platinum are we getting? Are we getting the good kind, the bad kind? Because they haven't been consistent with their games as of late. Um, uh, it would be interesting to see that, that they go in a different direction that they're used to. But I think at the same time, I do not fault them if they went back to what they know how to do well. Um, and create a game or their entire IP out of whatever they want to do. Um, I It would be interesting to see. I, I am very curious as far as like what they... Are planning to do, um, and again, guys, you definitely have to check out the entire uh, interview. It's really interesting stuff. Um, goes much deeper into their thoughts, but also like, hey, you know, what's the future of AAA games and whatnot. Um, so yeah, definitely check it out. I put the link. I already put the link in the chat uh, earlier, but um, yeah, uh, so we'll see how it goes with uh, Platinum Games. I'm again, anything that they'll make, I'm, I'm pretty excited for because I love Bayonetta. I love Vanquish. Um, oh man, I saw down here at the bottom that they were working on Scalebound, and I was so looking forward to that game. Yeah, Scalebound was the game that was in development, and then Microsoft canceled. Like, they, yeah, that was a game that was being developed for a long time, and then they just like, nope, axe it. It wasn't going well, apparently. So, it kind of sucks, too. Like, Scalebound was interesting. It was like Monster Hunter and Devil May Cry at the same time, which is cool. Which is cool. Although... Did you did you ever see that uh, that full on um, uh, gameplay trailer that they had of it? Like where it was like four players were fighting a giant fucking creature. Yeah, it was super sick. Oh man, it was awesome. Yeah, like I said, like it's it's um, <clears throat> again, it was it was Devil May Cry and and Monster Hunter like at the same time. It that is it is super super sick, but it just never came into fruition. Yeah, it, and he had a talking dragon. Which is also cool. They did have a talking dragon. Mm-hmm. But alas, we'll see. We'll see. As much well, as yeah. as, as much as these as 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 we we can predict, like it's it's going to come down to like you know what they plan to do and whether they're going to continue what they've done or continue. Oh hey, we got new. Hey, thanks for the bits, uh, Blur. Uh, <laughs> Sprinkle those bitties all over my titty. <laughs> Cheer six. Spoopy spoopy me. Um. I was gonna say though, uh, yeah, like it, we'll see, we'll see. I'm a fan, I'm a fan of Platinum Games, so I cannot wait to what they produce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to whatever they make as well. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on to our next topic at hand. 
Ah, uh, speaking of Monster Hunter, um, they have a game that's coming out pretty soon. Give me one second here as I move on to the next box. All right. Yeah, the same day as another game I want to play. I know, I know. Well, here's the thing that uh, going off of their Twitter. So this was actually tweeted um, from the official Monster Hunter Twitter account, uh, as the views you see there. Um, so Monster Hunter World is going to be coming out on console on the day that's planned on January 26th. Uh, same day as Dragon Ball Fighters. Um, oops, hang on a second. There we go. Um, the the PC version of the game is actually has been delayed to autumn of this year. Uh, what people are speculating the reason being is because either they really want to optimize the PC version, um, and or I've also heard that um, the they also wanted to where it cross plays with the console version um, since. Uh, uh, there has been other titles that have done this already. Uh, Capcom with uh, Street Fighter V, where they've uh, had a crossplay between PS4 and PC. Um, and they're, they're suspecting that people are saying that it's going to be the same idea for Monster Hunter Worlds, which uh, would be another good move for, for Capcom for this one. Uh, for the sake that this game is not only does it look damn good, but like from the streams I have watched and from the time I actually played it, it is a lot of fun. Like I ne like, there's always been the people who said, you know, Monster, Monster Hunter is always a cool game to get uh, to to watch, and you know, which game should I get into to, you know, introduce me into the series? This is the game I, that will draw in so many people into this game and into into this world, um, and uh, it's gonna suck for a lot of people who want the PC version, including myself, that had to wait. Um, but in, you know, once it does happen, it's gonna be a lot of fun to uh, a lot of fun to watch and play, and uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, it, this 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 goes back to like the whole Destiny thing of like, you know, they they clearly developed a game for console. Like, I think that's one of the biggest reasons why it was de it's delayed. Mm -hmm. Um, and if you want a good product on PC, just wait, just wait. Yeah, yeah, it's always we always we, we always talk about the fact that like you, like you know we always uh, egg on companies to delay their games. Like, I get the fact that it does cost money when they when you do do that but at the same time like the more you delay a game the, the more of a chance you give it to become much better than it is at the current state um, yeah and you do and you don't want to definitely rush it as well like that like specifically for monster hunter like monster hunter has saved capcom's ass so many times like if it was for monster hunter over the years they would have been in much much bigger uh, financial trouble than they are today so and you can tell, even from the trailers, they, when they first showed off Monster Hunter, where all the development costs went to, is like they went to Monster Hunter for this game. Um, not only because to make, make it look pretty, but this is the first game that's going to be uh, universally able to be played on multiple consoles and PC. Because usually the Monster Hunter series was uh, stuck to you know the, the Nintendo products um, or PSP, and it was not. It was kind of held back for all, for a lot of years. But this is the first time that you know the gates have been open, like. Graphically, it's gonna look damn good, and at the same time, like it's gonna be um, open ended for a lot of people to play, not to be tied to one system. So for them, this is a huge, huge deal. Um, even even with the even if back then when they did their, their uh, exclusive consoles, um, they they made pretty good money. This is, I think, priority A for for Capcom right now to make sure that this game sells well. Because again, like I said before, Monster Hunter has saved their asses in the past. And this is going to be another example of it happening again, especially right now.
Yeah. <laughs> As I cough away from the mic. Um, no, I'm, I'm, you know, this, here's the thing is I, I don't, I've never played a Monster Hunter game. I've never played a Monster Hunter game. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to. Mm-hmm. I've always had a 3DS. I've been same able here, to. I just here, never yeah. have. Uh, but the fact now that I can play a Monster Hunter game on a, uh, on like a modern console, like to this extent, like it, I'm so excited about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it looking as crisp and, cl- and clear and good Ooh. as it does, like it's going to be awesome. That game looks so good. That is sexy. That was a sexy ass game. Yeah, I think this is going to be a good a good game to get a lot of people into the franchise who mm-hmm. wouldn't have just simply because, um, you know, like like the 3DS version or or whatever version you're referring to, like in the past, is looks a little too cartoonish and Japanese. Yeah, and I, and I get and that. I hate to say that. that. I hate to say that phrasing like Japanesey, but like right, right. It's the truth. Like it looks like an anime. It looks like something that came from Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, God, Japanese also sounds really bad. Um, <laughs> uh, but it never turned. It never turned me off. That's why I want to. I want to. <laughs> I want to clear that up. Like I, I'm not turned off by Monster Hunter because of the visual style of the classic games. But when you look at this game. Now I can get my friends who play like what specific games we play online to 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 check out Monster Hunter. The, the, um, the coolest part about this game for me is when I was watching some of the beta is that people that when people were were playing in it, there were times where they were tracking down a monster, and then this other like this uh, the monsters are tracking down like bumps into another monster. That monster gets uh, gets uh, abrogated, and he's going after him. And then now you got like this Jurassic Park scenario where like. Two monsters are going at it. You're trying to kill this one monster while not trying to uh, get the other monster to turn on you. Like it is insane. Like it is awesome. It is good, good stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, there's, there's a lot of like extra uh, uh, things and nuances that they can add to, um, uh, I'm trying to figure out Valer's joke there. Uh, <laughs> There's a lot of nuances and stuff they can add to the game because it's on console now and not on something as small or as like refining, refining, or sorry, restricting as a portable handheld. Right, um, right, right. And I'm really excited to see what, like, where that comes from. They could probably get, oh my gosh, more creative with how the monsters look. Yeah. And there's actually, uh, speaking of um, uh, creative, like, they actually have this thing because you have a pet in the game. Um, and you can uh, you can arm up your your pet and dress them up. Uh, one of the things I think it was revealed at PSX, uh, or maybe at E3 actually, but like you can dress up. Uh, I think it's a pre order bonus. Uh, I think it might be when it went incentives to get it. But like you can dress up your pet as a as a eight bit pixelated Mega Man, um, and it's cool because like he like he shoots off his like his, his Buster, and they're like all pixelated. It's awesome. <laughs> it's, it's good, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. But, uh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> we'll wait and see. Uh, again, it's been delayed till autumn, and uh, I think this game is going to be perform well. So oh, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think, think it's, it's going to do really well. Yeah. Well, the, the, issue, the only issue that I see <laughs> is, you know, like we've talked about in the past, like games being too expensive and things like that. Right, right. Um, right. So will this, you know, lose some money because people chose to get Dragon Ball... Fighter Z, are are the people like? 
I, I, I see what you're going, but I don't think I don't think it's going to be a huge case for them. Like I don't think it's going to be a big. I hope so too. I, I I totally agree with you. I I yeah. I just like my my issue is I can only afford one. I know. I can only yeah. personally afford it's, it's, one, it's and a, I've chosen Dragon Ball. So. It's it's that old scenario between like which games do you want to get, and you have enough for one game. So I, I definitely feel yeah. you. I'm all in on Dragon Ball Fighters, but like yeah, I'm I'm waiting on a PC version for this game. So, which is good because now I can play this and then get it later. So yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounded terrible, but I just wanted to make the noise. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you can. So I totally forgot about this until <coughs> I totally forgot about this until um recently. But um uh give me a second here. Oops, wrong button. There we go. Um so uh there has been some leaked footage, as you can see on screen. This is uh, leaked footage of upcoming stuff that uh, probably will be talking about this Thursday. Nintendo is doing the direct um, uh, this Thursday. I completely forgot about. Um, and one of the things, this is a video that was leaked uh, recently. Uh, and this, I'm reading off of Twitter, off of Nintendo Daily News on Twitter, um, and they titled "Rumor." A video of the Nintendo Switch 5.0 update potentially leaked. Folders, YouTube, Twitch, internet browser, party chat, virtual console, themes, and more allegedly launches early February. Uh, a couple of red flags have been raised. The YouTube app logo is out of date. And Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Digital doesn't take uh, as much memory, 6.8 gigabytes, as it should be. Uh, while we wait for the next Nintendo Direct, uh, are you hashtag team real or team fake? So... This uh, I'm assuming because uh, oh because it's a because it's a leak got it yeah so like they're like it, it could be real it could be not um I, so it makes perfect sense it makes perfect sense for all of these things if it's true uh to be on the switch uh as far as like what what they were missing because uh, for the longest time the switch has uh, you know it has the games it has. Uh, the library right now for people who can pick up and play, especially with the portability of it. But one of the gripes is, you know, where's the virtual console? You know, where are the other apps that you normally see on other consoles? Where are they at on the Switch? Uh, and it'll be particularly huge for like, you know, Crunchyroll for, you know, Twitch and, and other uh, video uh, apps to be on the Switch. Because as people have already uh, shown, like they love to take this on the go. And that would be pretty huge I, I and i said earlier like I, I think this is what exactly what they needed to up the uh you know if you ever on the edge of, of not gonna switch like i think this would be a perfect time to do so if this is all added the one thing for me i'm really curious about because they've talked around around it was the virtual console like they've talked about like that there's going to be 20 dollars a year for the uh um for the uh the service uh and it's going to be uh, it's going to be a uh, was it? You get two free games you can download in uh, per month. Is it two? Play. I thought it was one. I thought it was. I, one. I thought it was two. Um, I could be wrong. Could be one. Um, I'll, I'll say this right now. I'll say this right now. Like <laughs> the the switch is already a dynamite. Like like just oh, yeah. just a just it it it's selling like crazy. Oh yeah. It's, um, it's people insane. love it. Like yeah. nobody's arguing that it's a bad console in any way, shape, 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 sh
Uh, yeah, I imagine. I imagine that the that the switches were larger. I need to get a carrying case for my damn switch too. Yeah, um, got protect it for life. <laughs> uh, well, I've been wanting to take it over to my nephew's house, but I'm mm, not without a carrying case. Uh, <laughs> but uh, um, like honestly, like adding YouTube and Hulu and Crunchyroll and Twitch and all of that, like I mean, Hulu's already there. Um, but adding all of that to 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 the switch is going to, oh boy, it's, uh, it's going to make a ton of better. It's exactly what it needs to to get people over. I think. Yeah, like there's just there's there are so many ways for the switch to add things that because it's already an amazing console. That's what I can't stress yeah, enough. Yeah, like you just adding good shit to it is just going to make it better. And make people want it more. Yes. Um, if at this, if at this direct, they're also like, we have a few new games, like, and we have release dates for them, and here you go, like, a showcase of like all the new indie games that are going to be what, exclusive to the Switch. Like, what? If, oh my god. What if? Because like right now, Nintendo has definitely been hitting it out of the park, and there are some few minor gripes with the Switch. Um, not too big to to like you know not sway people, but. Look, the one thing I, that you know got me thinking is, um, with the direct happening this, this Thursday, and as far as like with this information and about other possible information they could uh, announce during that day, what if with the switch that the dream of because we we talked about with the other consoles, if we had a subscription service to their entire library of games, um, and only paid you know. $20 a month for, for the service and have access to all other games. Like, if that was dropped this Thursday, that would be insane, and it would be... Here's the, here's, here's the problem with here's the problem with that, Anthony, is if, if I'm paying $20 a month, and they put, like, their entire virtual console on the system for everyone to play any game they want at any time, yeah. they're going to be losing a lot of money. Like, full on. As great as that sounds, that ain't going to happen. Um... Straight up. Uh, however, it is awesome that they are adding a virtual console as a whole. I would much, much, much rather have the ability to buy a, a, an NES game that I love or a SNES game that I love for $5 a pop than have that service. Um, yeah. I mean, if I, if I was going to pay for the service, I feel like I want to pay a hell of a lot more than $20. Bucks. Um. Yeah, when is this? When does this direct again? By the way, uh, it's this Thursday. It's gonna be this Thursday. Thursday. Um, I do not know when the time exactly is. If anybody want to chat, let one let us know. Um, oh, if it's if it's happening during our time that we're gonna record the the new show, that's not happening. Oh um, crap! You're right. It, it's gotta be. It's gotta be earlier then, right? It has to be like oh. noon. Usually, oh, usually let's look it up. I mean, they have they have a time right now. They should. Yeah, like usually directs are usually Nintendo. around uh, the afternoon time. Direct. Um, they've never done it in, in late at night or in the evening. They've always been like an early bird when it comes to the directs. I hope it's not like six in the morning. I swear to God. <laughs> Why is my phone being slow as hell right now? <laughs> um. So yeah, I, I think that this this leak is real. I think that the after show just I mean it could be fake, but I think this is real. Um, and it makes perfect sense, especially well, with the direct. Regardless, out. like in that regard, regardless, regardless of of whether you think it's real or not, take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, I, because yeah. 
I know, but it because makes as sense. Much as, it makes perfect sense, though, like these things to be added to the Switch and to be in the direct does. happens to be this week. So it does make sense. Um, I'm I'm not uh, not arguing that, but uh, let me hold on. Let me try something real quick. To be fair, uh, okay, so, Google. What time does this week's Nintendo Direct start? Your bases. Apparently, my internet's just running slow. <laughs> Or my Wi-Fi is running slow. So I was gonna say. Let me let me go, let me go 4G and I can right. get this. Board. So to be fair, to kind of counteract my entire argument, this is Nintendo we're talking about. We've said in this podcast time and time again, they're an enigma. Like when you think. Uh, time, time out for one second. Okay, Google. When does this week's Nintendo Direct start? Um, I don't have the audio, up, so you're not gonna hear her talk. Uh. So it took me right to a link. And uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 Direct is what it's being called. What, really? Oh. Yep, yep. Huh. Um, huh. Yep, it's just literally called Xenoblade Chronicles 2 Direct. Huh, all right. So there's that, Anthony. The 7th, right? We're talking about the 7th, uh, right? Today so is the 7th. That's today. That's, yeah. that's today. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be on oh, the eleventh. Also says it says eleven seven two thousand seventeen. I'm a dumb. Yes, you are. <laughs> uh, let's see, Polygon. What about you? What about you, Polygon? What are you saying? Um, all right, this was put on the fifth, uh, January eleventh. Da 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 da. Um. Hope you guys enjoy. Why are they? T- Titling it. <laughs> I know, it's the perfect podcasting. Shut up, I Anthony. I know, I know. That's great. Uh, <laughs> crap. Um, let's see. Okay. Let me go directly to their Twitter. And I feel like I'm playing Connect the Dots via the internet. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Catch the new Direct on January 14th. Oh, God damn it. It, <laughs> never, it, never, it never ends. It's like so it's, ridiculous. It's like it wants you to, it wants you to get the right information, but no, it's not. It's not. <laughs> I like. I'm not seeing. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything. Hmm. So what, it's supposed to be this Thursday, right? So what's what's the Thursday's date? The 11th. Set, yeah, right? the 11th. Yeah. Okay. So let's see. We type in Nintendo. Oops. Nintendo. Oh my god, I can't type suddenly. Wow, this is Nintendo. <laughs> Shut up. Man. Direct January 2018. All right. Um Who knew like a big house from half empty like just boggles your mind. I hate can't you. even can't even type right. Can't even do anything. I don't like you. I don't <laughs> like you anymore. I quit. You um, can't quit. I'll fire you now. <laughs> Oh, so this Twitter account, I don't, I don't understand. I don't, I don't understand why, why this dude tweeted out on the second of January, uh, uh, tagging a tweet from 2015, yeah. and Polygon's like, "All right, here's a tweet representing it." <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Good job. All right, I don't know when it's gonna happen, but uh, it's gonna be this Thursday. 
I know, I know that for sure. It'll be this Thursday for sure. Like that's that's something I keep seeing, but yeah, and it's gonna be more than likely the time wise, it's gonna be like in the uh, afternoon or early morning because that's usually how they uh, do their directs. I never seen him yeah. do. I never seen him like did it at night or late in the evening. So okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, take everything you hear with a grain of salt. I'm excited for it. I'm looking for like looking forward to seeing what they do with the switch. Like I said, just add new stuff. Add stuff that people want, and you'll be good for a reason. Yep. All right. So our next topic, as I have it um, all set up. So it is a new year. It is 2018. This is the first official podcast of 2018, actually, thinking about it. Um, and uh, with a new year, there's going to be some things that we're all excited for, what we hope to see uh, happen in, in the game industry in the future, um, and so on. So, I want to take this time to talk about, you know, what what games are you excited for for this year? Like, what, what do you want to see in the game industry as far as, like, change or... To that nature, obviously the one. Uh, big... I'll, I'll say I'll say straight up like first things first. One of the bigger things I would like to see change in the gaming industry, <laughs> something that we've seen a problem of, is um, uh, writers and developers not getting the recommendation they deserve. Uh, something that has been plaguing the industry for years is how these publishers will just release a game, and it's all about the game. Like, like I said, with Battlefront 2, like everyone was shitting on it and saying it was terrible and yada, yada, yada. But nobody was taking into context how hard the development team worked on that game. No one cared. No one cared. Uh, and that was so disheartening to me. I, I was going to say, like, if you're talking about people who want to be more credited to their work, like, isn't the reason why the credits at the end of the game are there for? Yeah, but I'm not, like, so... So what? So what that the credits are there? Anthony, if you worked your ass off, you worked 12-hour days on a game, and it finally released, and you were like, I'm really proud of this, but then the general public hated it for something small like microtransactions and didn't buy the game or play it because of something that the publisher forced onto the development team, how pissed off and how disheartened would you feel? I mean, it depends on how much I'm really into the game I'm making. Like... I, don't know. I just said, I just said you're put like you're proud of it. Oh, I just said okay. That. Well, then yes, I would be pissed. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean it, it's it's and it's less about being pissed and more about just being disheartened by the industry, disheartened by the the consuming pub, populace. You know, like give credit where credit's due, guys. Like, yeah, the game may not be perfect because of certain aspects, but that doesn't mean that you have to then treat everybody involved like they're absolute trash. Like that's that's something that I can't I cannot stress enough. Like, start giving credit to developers. I don't care if you like the game or not. Stop treating developers like shit. That's never gonna happen because it's gonna continue to happen. I'm gonna continue fighting it then. Yeah, it's gonna continue to happen because, yeah, I mean, you're you're totally in the right. You're totally in the right in saying like you you definitely need to get more people to give more credit for these developers and you know, artists and whatnot. They don't get the, the time of day that most other people do, like like a Hideo Kojima, like a uh, like a Richie face of me, like these 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 guys who are in front of these companies who are being the PR. Um, well yeah, there are the stu- there are the superstars that that are always in the camera's face and Yeah. Um they're the ones telling you what you know, like 
they they're just there. They're just always there. They're the rock star developers, if you were the rock star. Uh, I guess developers is, is, right, is the right, best term yeah, I can come up with. Um, definitely. But you know, like, what about the guy that spoke on Reddit who worked on um, uh, uh, Andro- uh, Mass Effect Andromeda? And he was like, I put my heart and soul into that, into uh, like aspects of that game. I wanted to make the world look lush. I wanted to make enemies look really cool. And I worked, I worked ti- like tireless hours Is it, on that game for I mean, people to just shit on it. Could, like it was really hard on him. Could it, could, could the argument be made that the reason why you don't hear about his people and you hear more of the superstar uh, developers that are more in front of their company is that they want to take away any distractions that that person may have kind of like a kind of like how like a kind of like a sports team does it where you know you have the coach who is out there talking to the press but they don't want the them to talk to the to the team because they don't want to have them distracted so that they have to be more focused for the next game um or you know have big, or, you know get a big ego and so on good an argument well, be made think- for that like you don't want the, the the development team to be too distracted that may end up hurting the the production of, of, of the game um i don't know i don't know what that has to do with what i'm referring to no i'm, I'm saying that that like you're like would you would you say like that that same mentality of why of of you know a, a football team or basketball team where the coach is out there and taking all publicity and everything else um could you also same argument for why uh, people who are making the, who are making oh, I'm not Anthony. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not referring to the fact that the like the that we shouldn't have the rock star developers or that we uh, that the rock star developers are a bad thing. What I'm getting at is that when you have a development team that worked on a game that does not have a rock star oh, okay. uh, developer in front of the camera, mm-hmm. um, people tend to forget that there are tons of people working on said game. Mm-hmm. People tend to forget that. Games don't just magically grow on trees and then plop into your fucking Xbox. Like they, there, there are human beings that are working on this stuff. There, are, there are human beings that are dumping their heart and soul. Like, like Mitch Dwyer. I keep coming back to to Battlefront too, but Mitch Dwyer on Twitter, he said around the Christmas time. He was like, right after Christmas, he was like, I, you know, like after the release of Battlefront two, I was I was incredibly depressed by the reception that it got. But after seeing a bunch of people getting it for Christmas and playing it, enjoying it, like it's brought it's brought some light to this dark time. Like not not so many words. I'm I'm paraphrasing here, but right, right. Like that was very nice to see. Like because could you imagine what he's going through? Could you imagine what he's experiencing? Um. Uh. Okay, sorry, Valeria. I read that as sarcasm, but I was like, I don't see like a kappa. Um, <laughs> Kappas are always good for sarcasm, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, he wrote Battlefront Two story. Like you, and it doesn't matter if you like it or not. Like, come on, like it's. It, uh, I mean, you can give credit to a game that's good or bad. Like you could say, like I just, I just want people to have more respect for people. That's, I mean, that's what this comes down to, Anthony. Like, I, you're not wrong. It's not going to happen. People are still going to be shitty, but. Like, I would just like to see more of it, maybe. Like, it's just it's just killer to me. Like, everyone sits there and plays uh, PUBG, and that's not a finished game. Like, it still has lots of problems, but nobody's yeah. just like... Yeah. Nobody sits there and, and, and you know, 
on on a big media platform and just like Jared a player unknown's a piece of shit. Like that doesn't happen. No. <laughs> so yeah. um we talked for eight minutes about this one thing that I brought up briefly. <laughs> I'll say this real quickly. It's the last remaining thing. Just uh, what I like to see in 2018. Um, <coughs> I'm, just, I'm just more excited for. I want 20. I want 2017 to happen again. Like I want to see awesome games that were they came out um, in 2017 that happened again in 2018 because there were damn there were a ton of awesome games that came out last year that I was really oh, I'm really excited for. So I think I think we'll have two years of of like. I mean, we'll have a, a bunch of fun games in 2018 and in 2019, but I think 2020 we're gonna get some another another year like like 2017. Mm. I think it'll take a little while before we have another year like that. Um, uh, but yeah, man, like um, yes, I mean, there's yeah. a lot that I, there's a lot that I'm looking forward to, especially you know, like we have two coming up in January, and yeah, I'm excited to see what Nintendo brings to the board. Like again, I I honestly believe that. The Switch is the best of the three consoles, and uh, I'm very, very excited to see what they do this year with that. So uh, you're 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 not entirely wrong, and there's definitely some other things I do want to talk about, but it'll be in the after show. So if you guys want to stick around and get more of our thoughts on, because we spent eight minutes talking about me yelling at people, yeah, like we always do every week. Uh, well, <laughs> well, not all, all the time. It's just mainly you. Um, <laughs> Look, I you kept bringing it up. I finished it. You were just like, "Well, what about this, Greg? What about a sports player?" And I was like, uh, "I don't know." Oh, <laughs> uh, it is now time. I'm gonna set this set up real quick, ladies and gentlemen. It is now the Overwatch Minute with Greg Deeks. All right. So first and foremost, question: What what happened to that uh, the stock footage of me playing the game? Oh, I mean, I could put that up. Hang on a second. I I like that better than just the, the Junker Town trailer. <laughs> uh, give me one second. I can put that up real quick. Uh, you can talk. Keep talk. Talk to the. People. I'm going to. Um. So season seven ended uh, on the uh, on the 29th, and season eight started on the first. Um. And in season eight. There is a big change to how SR works. And the reason they made this big change was because they wanted more of a balanced... Hey, there's me. Um, a more balanced uh, uh, system in which players could find each other and play against other players. So the way that it works now is that between bronze and silver, if you are bronze or silver uh, ranked, your, person, uh, your SR will adjust on a personal scale. So... Whether you win or lose, if your performance is really good, you will actually go up or just slightly down. Uh, whereas if you are diamond or above in your rank, it's based on team play, not personal play. So if you stick with your team longer, if you're, you know, you die with your team, if you, like, there's just a lot of aspects to, um, to how you can play as a team, and that will adjust your your ranking with your diamond or higher. Now, the reason that this is a big deal is that this is new. It's always been kind of a mix of both. Now that they've separated it, it could it could honestly like make things a little bit better for the lower ranked people um, to maybe get a higher rank. Um, it would allow the 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 um, the people playing at a higher rank who are very selfish in how they play to go down and learn the lesson of being on a team. This this is a great, this is, I, I'm actually really looking forward to this. So, um, 
but nothing really else has changed with how it's going to play. I mean, we know that uh, essentially the way that it, that it's going to work now in terms of uh, um, of how the um, sorry the the how the length of the season, which is only being two seasons long, right, and then having right, like right. a three day break and then coming back with the next season, uh, that 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 makes things a lot different too. So. Uh, but yeah, season eight has started. Get in there, get your ranking, um, get your gold gun, yada yada yada. Um, so there was a developer up- a developer update that came out. Uh, I want to say on the second. Um, I don't remember what day. I'd have to look it up, but it doesn't matter. In it, Jeff Kaplan kind of talks about the future of Overwatch and how um, they really want to make the game as balanced as possible. But the issue that they're having is that. Uh, when they when they feel like they've balanced one character, other characters fall. Um, it's basically this this giant scale that they put everything at, where you know, like Mercy was like uh, <laughs> she was changed, and then suddenly yeah. there was a, there was a problem with with how uh, other heroes were being used, and like they bring in Moira, and that it changes the the the, the how other players can be or other char- other heroes can be played. And, yep. A whole slew of issues get brought up when a new hero is brought in, or a new hero gets a huge change. So he's talked about how the team really wants to emphasize trying to make it as balanced as humanly possible throughout the, the this next year of Overwatch. Good, yeah, I mean, good it's, luck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good luck. Um, you're absolutely right. Um, but he also talks about how um, they want to bring in more um, events and something that they've heard the community say is that as much as they love like the winter event and and uh, stuff like that like having unique events is much cooler than having events come back um so something that he kind of talked about the team wanting to do was make brand new events in 2018 um but unfortunately the new event that's going to be happening is year of the dog basically bringing back chinese new year um so, uh... It's a start. I mean, hey, I'm not... I mean, like, we'll see what the rest of the year will bring, but... You know, I'm, I'm not completely like, you know, oh, Chinese New Year thing again. It's like, oh, it's, it's whatever, it's fine. Well, the thing about the Chinese New Year, there was no specific game type that went with it. I mean, they brought in Capture the Flag, but now Capture the Flag is just a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... So I don't know what they could do differently, um, but I do. I am excited for new skins. I'm always excited for new skins. Um, and uh, uh, he's also he also briefly talked about they want to bring, oh pardon me, more lore into the world. Um, mm. As of right now, the way Overwatch works <laughs> is the game that you are playing is positioned in one point of time. So how do you take a game? How do you take a game like Overwatch and push it forward in time? You know, how do you how do you progress a story that's not really there? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I, see, I see what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, so so that's something they're definitely wanting to look at and work on for 2018. Um, but also bring in a brand new hero. Uh, there should be a new hero like in a couple months. Um, if you remember in 2017, they brought out four new heroes. Uh, was it four or four? Three. I want to three. say, yeah, three sounds right. It was, it was, it was Orisa, Doomfist, and, uh, now Moira. Mm-hmm. Was there another one? Am I missing somebody? 
think it was just three. I, yeah, can't, yeah. I can't think of anybody else. Um, I guess that's a post-show conversation for Larry. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Uh, there's just, I mean, they they, they really want to make 2018. He's emphasized this enough. He really wanted to make 2018 um, a, a a more profitable and an exciting year for all Overwatch fans. Um, I guarantee you, he didn't mention this, but I guarantee you they have seen a drop-off in player usage uh, because of, you know, like, length of time the game's been out and other games have come out in, in, in time, like, you know, PUBG taking players away from Overwatch. Yeah, and that's a bit they, they need to They need to do something to bring players back. And, and uh, um, you know, we talked about last year how one of the bigger issues that they've dealt with when it comes to trying to make content for overwatch is the uh the whole aspect of um of uh why am i drawing a blank the, uh, uh, like toxicity of the toxicity and, and and trolls and stuff like that like uh, yeah. um yeah i mean that's still that's still a big issue i think i couldn't think of the word toxicity uh <laughs> think of system of a down yeah um <laughs> But uh, but yeah, like the, the, the just the, the nature of how to deal with trolls and toxicity and banning people and getting uh, getting the game to play better for people who are just wanting to have a good time is an absolute uh, must. And in order to do that and still make stuff that players want to come back and play is extremely difficult and takes a lot of time and effort and and resources. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I know that that's something that they definitely want to work on, and uh, I'm excited to see where they go with it. I'm excited to see the future of the of, of Overwatch, and uh, I need to I need to get back into playing it. Um, obviously, I've been, I, I, I haven't been I playing a we, lot. I think we both should because like we need new footage to put in the behind the behind this, so that's not the same footage over and over. So I, th I think we need to do that at some point. What um, I'll do, Anthony, is I'll play. I'll play a bunch of Overwatch. Take some uh, thirty-second clips that my Xbox can do, and send them to you. And then you play some, and you take some clips, and you make a you make a ten-minute video that we can play. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, <coughs> I'll throw in the. I'll throw in one more thing. Actually, uh, speaking of Overwatch, um, is that real quickly? I'm actually pretty excited for the esports league for Overwatch that's launching in three days. Actually. Um, they're having their whole entire yeah. They're having their entire uh, Overwatch uh, esports uh, season starting on the tenth of this month, and um, it's going to be uh, competing uh, uh, competing teams from various locations. San Francisco has their own team, um, LA has their own team, um, various other places as well, and um, it's I think I think going to be a prime example as far as like how that's going to work out. Um, for the sake that the people who are playing, um, these guys are fully contracted. Like they are, they have like actual, like deals that uh, you know that has a lot of the benefits of what a, an actual player would have, like an NFL player or a, sport, a sports player of any kind. So I'm, I'm very curious for like how long they can able to keep it up. But also, like I am very, <laughs> yeah, jobs. Um, but I'm also very curious as far as like um, how exactly will be like received like how exactly uh will it grow and where they will uh kind of start to pick in places where they can they can grow from you know it, and it's always very hard to uh showcase a first person shooter game in an esports e setting um and it, it, it has definitely been a, a hard thing for a long time but i am very interested to see how long it, it can keep going 
want to see how long Blizzard supports this idea and supports the league. Um, and I'll, I'll definitely tune in. I'm very curious about it. So, um, but uh, yeah. So that, there's my little uh, Overwatch minute. But uh, uh, is there anything else, or is that it? That's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I think um, uh, I, I'm expecting Tuesday to have some kind of announcement, either with an update to uh, to something, or actually just the the new event. So either either Blizzard World will come out with new skins on Tuesday, or the new event will happen Tuesday. I'm expecting something though. Okay. All right. Well, that has been the Overwatch Minute with Greg Dietz. As this song just about ended. It's actually the Overwatch 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. So, uh, <coughs> as I cough away from the mic again. Um, so, guys, we have reached to the end of the podcast, or the usual podcast. Um, we are going to have an after show where we... Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm trying to exit out this stuff. Here we go. Okay. Um... I'm going to have the show, we're going to talk about, you know, anything that we didn't talk about during the show or didn't have time for. Um, if you have questions for us, if you want to talk about, um, pretty much just tune the shit, pretty much. Um, so we'll be, we'll be around afterwards. <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be around afterwards to kind of, you know, talk to you guys and, you know, do whatever. Um, but if you're here for the main podcast, this is where the main podcast ends. Um, and before we do that, uh, Greg, where can they find you on the internet? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at ChubRockGeek. Uh, you can uh, check me out on um, this podcast, obviously, because you're listening to this podcast. What a stupid thing to say, Greg. <laughs> um, well, I was going to sit there and promote Half Empty, but I don't stream for Half Empty anymore. That's that's one of the big things. I, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I quit. Yeah, I quit Half Empty this last uh, uh, like a week and a half ago. So um, I no longer stream for Half Empty Energy Tank. Um, you are free man. My last stream was actually Monday, so it'll be a week tomorrow since I've no longer worked for Heat. But I'm still friends with Heat. I still will do stuff with Heat, like when they do the events. I might even cover a stream here or there, but like I no longer stream. So where you can find me, other than this podcast, um, you know, you'll see me Thursday nights with what Anthony's going to talk about in a brief moment here. You can see me. Um, uh, you can fo- follow me on Twitch at ChubRockGeek. Follow me on on, on on at Twitter at ChubRockGeek. Follow me on Facebook at ChubRockGeek. But also, um, there is a podcast that I do now, bi-weekly podcast with Insobiner, who's currently in the chat. Um, it's called All Queued Up, where him and I watch an entire series, two entire series, um, on Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, any kind of internet streaming service. Uh, but it has to be exclusive to the internet. Like, it couldn't have been a TV show on TV. Um but we watch an entire season's content and then we review it. Um, and uh, I'm having a lot of fun doing it. This upcoming episode that we're going to record this week, uh, we watched the show Dark, which is a German supernatural time adjusting kind of show. Um, I'm super excited to hear what Josh thought, thinks of it because I, I finished it a couple days ago and. Again, I'm just excited to hear what people th- or what Josh thinks of it. Uh, the other show is called Wormwood, which is a documentary slash uh, biopic of what happened in the 50s and 70s with a uh, CIA CIA cover up on the testing of um, LSD. Um, so that one's fascinating so far. I'm two episodes in on that. It's only six, but uh, 
but yeah, that's like, it's, it's a very fun show that I, that I get to do with my buddy and, and, uh, I'm looking forward to, to making that a new thing. Um, Josh has been working overtime to get the show on a lot of platforms. So now we're on, um, we're on Stitcher and iTunes and Google play and another pod, like Podbean. Podbean. Thank you. Yeah. We're yeah. on Podbean. Like wherever you get your podcast, we are on straight up. Yep. Um, it's so everywhere. yeah, just search, just search for all queued up. If you would like some fun reviews of, uh, shows that you might've seen on Netflix or Amazon prime or Hulu or uh, YouTube, red, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, and SoundCloud. Thank you. And yes, SoundCloud. And SoundCloud. Awesome. All right. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Defective Naruto. You can follow the work that we do at MissionStartPodcast.com, including this very podcast. Also, we are, again, we are live every Sunday night with your weekly video game news podcast. Um, and if you can't make it, uh, then let me see if I can. Uh, oops. There we go. Um, so if you can't make it or you tuned in and catching the VODs, um, you can catch the audio version on Tuesdays. Uh, uploaded every Tuesday on our website as well on iTunes and Stitcher under Mission Start Podcast. If you, we haven't updated in a while, but once we do get back into the swing of things with conventions now coming back up again in the year 2018, uh, check out the Conover where we give our entire review of a convention we've been to. You know, good, bad, funny stories. Should you go to this convention? Should you not? It's called the Conover. It's on iTunes, Stitcher, as well as in the podcast section of our website. Uh, we have another podcast. Uh, it is comic book based. It is movie based. It is entertainment. Uh, all sorts of other things. Anime games. It is called D Rolling Twenties, hosted by Jeremy Wilson. It's usually up every Friday. Um, it's also on iTunes and Stitcher. They also have their own Patreon, uh, which I believe is patreon.com slash D Rolling Twenties. Um, and you can check them out, support them, and they also will be uploading their um, their new podcast. On our website every Friday. Um, and then I, I, I need to go back and um, actually make a post about it. But we do have one other podcast we do. It is our movie podcast called Down in Front. And that podcast we it, it's been on hiatus for a long time. But once we get it back going uh, in its new form, uh, it is a podcast where we talk about our thoughts on a said movie we, we've seen. Um, or any of us have uh, given the time to check out. And uh, basically, we talk about movies and we give our thoughts, you know, yay, no, you know, between one and ten, what do we rate it? Um, but yeah, again, it's on hiatus for various reasons, but uh, it will soon be back in a different form, but still the same movie review podcast that y'all love and hear. So, with that being said, again, we're doing an after show, so um, if you want to stick around with, with us and talk to us or... Um, there's some things that, you know, we didn't cover in the podcast. We will cover in the uh, after show. Uh, stick around. Um, if you're just here for the podcast, for the main podcast, this is the end of the show. So, uh, again, thank you again for watching, as always. Um, and we will see you guys next time, next week, on this Twitch channel. Peace!